0: On the
1: Bayou Street. Well, Kid S Valley Sports Talk fans, welcome back to another episode of your Kid S Valley Sports Talk episode. I am Eric Sorensen, joined here by Sammy Henderson, Big Country Garage. Sammy, thank you for coming. John, we don't know where he's at. Luke, who's we really don't know where he's at. He doesn't even know where he's at. But the, we got the man, the Sammy. He's and here. And we've got country. We've got everything we need. That's all we you need. You know, I'm
2: starting to think we move on
1: without those two. I think so. I think there's a, you know... There's a baseball's back. Three strikes are out. Right. Luke's, he's, he's foul-tipped a few already. <laughs> he's, de- he's definitely.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, hey, we're back. Oh, God, we, we got sports. We get to watch sports again. This is
2: the oh, most exciting. It has have. been the best time of my life. I think I tweeted out the other day. I woke up and I watched. So, it was right before NBA restart happened. They were scrimmaging, which is still for me. It was a live event going on right there. Mm-hmm. The MB- WNBA kicked off. I watched the Storm go against INSQ, mm-hmm. and I was great. And then uh, there was MLS on, and then it ended with UFC. And it was like the first time on a Saturday since so quarantine—not the first time that I just stayed at my house and did nothing—but <laughs> the first time I <laughs> stayed at my house and did nothing and enjoyed it. Absolutely, you know. And so it has been such a blessing for for me and my family, you know, because it all this whole quarantine started off. Right in the, the end of the NBA season, my son and I hit an immediate depression. Right. And so now it's it's kind of coming back. You start to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's starting to feel, you know, that normal that we talk about. Uh, but it's just been so much fun to turn on SportsCenter and be like, oh, what happened today in sports? There's
1: actually news being reported. <laughs> right.
2: It's so nice. I think the first day of Major
1: League Baseball, we watched the first game that night. And I told Paige, I said, I, I know you're not going to want to watch a lot of this, but I'm sorry. I haven't watched anything. <laughs> and so we we've watch, we watched a lot of baseball. Uh it's it's the Mariners surprisingly have been okay. And I've watched more Dodger games, I feel like than the Mariner games. I feel like they're on T V every
2: all night. All the time. Right.
1: And they're really good and we play them coming up soon. And I'm like, uh oh <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. not good. But Kyle Lewis kicking butt. But no, it's just it's refreshing to to be working today uh and turned on a day game and hear Aaron Goldsmith and Rick Riff.
2: Right? Yeah. It's it's awesome. I, I don't even have other words for it, but it's it It's refreshing. And uh, I'm excited for NBA to hit playoffs. NHL's going to hit playoffs. And uh, baseball, fingers crossed, they get to a playoffs.
1: <laughs> Hopefully we get to that part. <laughs> That's right. That, so it's it's safe to say the most exciting
2: time for you has been the NBA season. By far. Yeah. I mean, on top of the Uf- UFC, every every weekend right. is, has been pumping stuff out, which is cool. But the NBA restart has is, is been great. And... Um, you know, that bubble that they've been doing that um, took a lot of work is, is paying off. I mean, they haven't had anybody um, test positive in weeks. And so uh, it kind of gives you a blueprint for what other sports need to do or can do, uh, which is encouraging. Uh, but you see baseball. And my first question with baseball when they start is, how are you going to keep everybody safe? How are you going to keep people from, from contracting COVID and the Marlins, you know, pumped up? And I'm still – I am still – fully believed that the season won't end. Right. Uh it seems like it right. That it, it's either going to go on too long and they're gonna be like, we can't, you know, get these games. And was it 15 games canceled so far, something like that? Yeah, some Some around there. And so, you know, fingers crossed that that, you know, people are uh being responsible when the, when they leave uh the dugout and they go home. Uh but that was that was one of the struggles uh that NBA was gonna face was if we don't go to this bubble, how are we gonna keep Lou Williams away from getting chicken <laughs> wings. How are we gonna keep That's the the thigh
1: club? you know Rashad
2: Holmes <laughs> going out and getting his food and so it's uh um we'll see I, I really hope i mean they got a lot of smart people in major league baseball, but uh just the l- logically in my mind it's it's just a matter of time till you know another team gets it and uh right. hopefully hopefully um they don't have to suspend much more of the season than they already have.
1: I'm with you. I'm pretty. I'm pretty pumped that it's been all East Coast teams, right? West Coast is kicking butt. <laughs> so whatever tomorrow. you're doing, keep it up. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm totally with you, man. And and I guess our neighbors to the north have showed their true passion because <laughs> the hockey season's being played in two different cities in Canada, but the Toronto Blue Jays got told to
2: get out. <laughs> <laughs> they can't play, right? Yeah, can't they're, they're all they're for play. hockey, baseball. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: Get out of here. We're no good. But I guess the the hockey teams are in a bubble, but I, the I, the point was brought up the other day. Uh I mean, so many teams are staying in the same hotel mm-hmm. in the tradition of hockey. Those dudes would have no problem. Hey, meet me on the fourth floor. I mean, right. Is that happening? I don't right. know. And if I am, I want copy the security film. I bet it's great footage.
2: Well, I think that I think that's one of the benefits of. I mean, there's only a limited amount of reporters who are staying in bubbles. At least in, I don't know about NHL, but NBA, you know, you've got your TNT and ESPN people, but you don't have a lot of the, you know, you have the local TV guys who are there, but there's not a lot of the other media, and so uh, you know they might be able to get away with some of those, you know, meet me outside, and yeah. get it taken care of. And, <laughs> all right, out. we good now? Mm-hmm. All right.
1: They're both in the bubbles. So why not? <laughs> right, a
2: little bloodshed, not doing
1: Why are they missing teeth today? They didn't work yesterday. I now I did.
2: This. I did see something, and I don't know what happened. And maybe you're aware. International soccer. I was watching ESPN, and there was a little. You know, they have the scroller at the bottom, and it says, "Now in soccer, intentional coughing <laughs> is going to be you issued a red card." And I'm, and in my head, I'm like. What happened? Right. What's happening what? in soccer that you have to issue an intentional coughing is going to be a red card? And guys the guy like going jokingly to going around just coughing <laughs> on people. Oh, guys about to make a game-winning goal and just start coughing. Yeah. and see what's going on
1: there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That's uh, that is just blows my mind. Right, <laughs> right. That
2: that has to be a rule. Intentional coughing.
1: Right. Uh, did you see the Dodgers get their
2: retaliation? On
1: yes. the Astros.
2: Yes, I did, and I was, I was, I guess, kind of sad that. There wasn't more that yeah. you know, I wanted to see I wanted to see everybody's mind get laid out there, you uh, know. Yeah, and yeah, uh, but, you know. Joe Kelly is uh, you, you knew that was gonna be somebody that was gonna get him mixed up with it. Yeah. He's that guy. He's a team guy. He's he just that bad. guy. He you you it's always the skinniest dude on a team that you have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Those are always the toughest dudes on a baseball team. Or
1: the big guys near, all right, let's let this happen. <laughs> that's well, I I know that he's probably never gonna have to buy a drink in L. A. again. Never, absolutely. Maybe it, maybe nowhere. It just blew. Yeah, it's a lot of people are gonna <laughs> be buying that dude drinks. But uh, I I love the fact that you could tell the Dodgers were standing there like, I want to kick your.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Are you? <laughs> but I
1: know that we're gonna get fined. And I can't force any more money on my clocker right now. Right. And uh, yeah, and I was so bummed that Dave Roberts got suspended there, and the, uh, the pitcher got suspended, and. Yeah. Nothing happened to the other guys because I believe the Astros actually came out of the dugout after him. But, right. And they cheated. Anyways, that's a whole other podcast story, but <laughs> I was heated up. I was pumped about it. Too bad they couldn't see him really get it on.
2: Right. So,
1: Well, should we get to our guest?
2: Yeah, let's it. Wait, we got one more question.
1: Mm. The Kraken. The Kraken. I cried. Did you? I was in a herald bed watching on a phone, very not safe. And uh, <laughs> You really I was, got emotional? I, I did. I was in oh, the videos, and we're going to talk about those. At yes. Time. Well, I don't know if that was on the recording or not, but the you know the Bruckheimer that did Pirates of the Caribbean is an owner. They were very good videos made. It yeah, if there's one thing why. that's
2: going to be good, you know, he's going to make sure the videos right. and it was it was really good, yeah. and uh, it, it was it was exciting. Yeah, it was worth the anticipation. You know, yes. you're sitting there. And you want the name released, and if they would have just tweet it out over oh, the Kraken, you know, kind of be right. like, oh, okay. But that video really, I think, kind of drew you in yes. and was like, oh, okay, I can get behind this. 100%. I've, I've,
1: I know you're not going to appreciate this, but I'm really not an NBA fan. But I have watched a few games since this thing. But for me, it's like what you and your son have. Mm-hmm. You watch the games every night. I am so excited to have a hockey night with some buddies to get together and just watch hockey. Yeah, I I know nothing about hockey. But I'm excited <laughs> to watch it in the Seattle Kraken and wearing all the jerseys and the Trident. I thought, or it's not Trident. The anchor was so the logo was cool because it has a space needle in it. Right. Know, well, like, and the
2: Vegas. cool thing about hockey, I mean, I think we've seen it a few years ago with the expansion team is you can be good pretty quick. Yes. You can be good right Look away. At the Vegas nights. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can, and so it's not like you know, we've got an expansion football team where it's like, okay, twenty years of us just getting it. You right. know, kicked in and baseball the same way, uh, basketball for sure. You, you could, We could be competitive uh, almost immediately depending on, you know, a group of guys getting together and just playing well. Absolutely.
1: Well, let's move on to our guests, but we got to thank Fitter's Furniture first, great furniture, quality furniture. Give them a call. Go down there, check them out. I know that they are be more than willing to sell you what you need and not what you're, you know, you might be looking for something. They're not going to sell you something you don't need what i was trying to say i stumbled my words and i apologize <laughs> right so i know they're gonna they have your best interest in mind when, when they they want to make sure you have the right one when you get there so let's bring on andy Bueller, scorebook live guys check them out check out scorebook live a lot of good information they were one of the first to sit down with mark or mick hoffman from the wia the executive director right and, and have the, the breaking interviews of the, what's going on and, and what's the law we talk about we have a lot of questions on how the sports are going to go for this next year for high school sports and Andy breaks it down with us and, and we'll be right back after a message from Fitter's furniture Relax we'll take care
0: of you Ooh,
2: it's been a long few months at home for all of us, but now the wait is finally over. Bitterer's Furniture at downtown Ellensburg is pleased to invite you into their showrooms. Bitterer's offers you three full showroom floors of fine quality home furnishings for every room of your home. Fitterers is taking every precaution to keep you, your family, and all of us safe. Fitterers is open for regular hours, and as a welcome back special, they're taking 20% off the regular price on all Fjords Norwegian chairs and recliners. These will be the lowest prices of the year on this unique collection of ergonomically comforting recliners, chairs, and stools, even 20% off Fjords sofas. It's just Fitterers' way of saying welcome back. It feels good to be open and serve you once again. Relax, we'll take care of you.
1: Valley Sports Talk fans we're back with our guest for this episode real excited to have him on a guy that's going to answer all of our questions no pressure Andy but Andy Bueller from Scorebook Live thank you for joining us on the podcast today
0: Well, I can't be making those promises but, uh, but <laughs> I,
1: I appreciate you having me Eric that's right well you know there's no pressure thrown at you right away <laughs> <laughs> so you know from some of our listeners that may not have heard about Scorebook Live tell us about it you know how it got started how you got into it and, this, this,
0: and let everybody know what it's all about yeah, so so SB live sports is a it uh, started as like a, a digital scorebook company kind of a sports tech company out of the San Diego area uh, essentially moved up uh, have an office in Spokane um, and so started as kind of a, a digital solution to uh, you know the old-fashioned paper scorebook for for high school sports and, and over the years uh, over the last couple of years it's just grown like crazy and it's it's really grown out of just being a, a, a live scorebook uh, that, that you can follow along on, on your phone, uh, on your computer, or your iPad, or, or, or whatnot. Um, it's kind of turned into a, a statewide media outlet in, in a few different markets around the country, Washington being kind of the first, the first one. So I, I was hired as, a, as the company's first reporter um, you know, about a, a year and a half ago. In Washington, our, our team has grown uh, in the state since then, and now, you know, kind of in several states across the country—California, Mississippi—and and, and uh, still still growing. So, uh, we we kind of take a, a statewide look at, at high school sports and, and uh, cover the uh, the stories of of athletes and, and different sports across the state, uh, which has been a fun and challenging opportunity. I, I came through. Uh, uh, newspapers, and so uh it's it's definitely exciting to see uh you know a different kind of type of, of media company come in and really go all in on the, on the high school scene
1: I know it's definitely uh, increased my sports knowledge uh following you guys on twitter and and Facebook and all that and and uh, so if I got it right you're you're a gonzaga bulldog grad right oh oh yeah, you better believe it <laughs> absolutely so. He's, he knows a little bit about successful sports over there.
0: We we, we have a lot of zags at the company, too. Um, you know, our, our analyst in the state of Washington is Dan Dickow, who obviously played at Gonzaga uh, in the early 2000s and uh, was a high school – a good high school player out of uh, the Vancouver area. And, and so uh, it's a lot of zags, um, you know, but certainly, uh, you know, a foothold across the state, so.
2: You got to get some wildcats on there <laughs> we
0: do no we we really do
1: well we'll have to work on that we'll tell some guys we'll get some interns here and then we'll send them your way we'll We'll get them ready for you so yeah there we go uh, there we go so like I promised earlier that you have all the answers and the questions, and everything. you were able to sit down with some executives of the w i a interview them, and I think it's a world we're living in right now that there are just there's there's so many questions and no answers other than everything keeps getting canceled so uh, but, but the WIA has released this, this plan for how to have sports next year. And, and just talk us through your, your conversations with Mick Hoffman there at the WIA and, and where you think this thing's headed.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, as of now, uh, the WIA has planned to uh, start uh, – has allowed schools and districts to uh, you know, start the low, lower-risk sports uh, like cross-country and golf and the like in the fall, but the high-risk sports and, and the, the high-fan interest sports like football, volleyball, um, have been moved to the spring, as, as we know, and they, a couple weeks ago, created a, kind of a four-season plan, um, splitting the high school season up into kind of four two-month seasons where football would start in, uh, right in, in March. Basketball would kind of be late December, early January, uh, right up to the football season. Uh, and, and then your beloved baseball would go on in, in uh, right at the end of the year, uh, kind of that May June uh, area. And so, uh, but one thing that's been uh, clear, as we all know, is that everything is just in a crazy state of flux. And, and Mick, uh, the uh, who is in his just wrapping up his first year as executive director of the WIA, which is uh, pretty. Uh, he's had a pretty wild first year. Mm. We. <laughs> I remember when he first took over and, you know, the big hoopla was over uh, the executive board and and his decision to move the state football championships uh, from the Tacoma dome to three high school sites across uh, in the Tacoma area. And that kind of felt like a firestorm at the time. There was a lot of negative feedback uh, to that. It was uh, something that was necessary uh, from a financial standpoint, but it's, it's pretty wild to to look back and, and think that that's what we were, uh, you know, talking about, worried about, uh, you know, right at the start of his tenure. And now he's, uh, you know, trying to lead an executive board and, and a staff and a staple of schools through a global pandemic. And has has made clear throughout this whole thing that, uh, you know, each plan is, is written in pencil. And, and we've already seen that. After the four season um, plan was unveiled a, a few weeks back in, in a, I think it was, what was it late July, mid July at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that you know, schools around the the state, some districts have opted to start online, and uh, some schools are just saying that you know now we're we're just gonna you know fresh start all sports in 2021, like some other states. Oregon just announced they were doing that. California announced that right before Washington did. Uh, so as of now, I. Schools have the flexibility if they're in a, a phase, phase three, I believe, of the governor's stage start plan allows for uh, the low risk sports to take place. So, if a school district is is willing to do that, is willing to put on those events, staff those events, and and leagues are, are willing to make something work, then they certainly can. But I, I think what we're seeing now is is the trend of schools uh, and districts just saying, you know, we're we're going to worry about the education part. We're going to worry about getting that figured out, and uh, and not necessarily forest athletics. I think South South Kitsap School District announced pretty recently that they're doing that. I think Southwest Washington districts down my neck of the woods are headed that way. And so uh, the season technically is set to start uh, early September, that first week of September. But it's uh, I'm wondering uh, how many counties will be playing sports then. I, I would imagine it'd probably a uh, few. Absolutely. I know even
1: like us in the Kittitas County here, we're phase three at the moment. Uh, there's definitely been some talks about us going backwards, but I mean, it it just doesn't seem like, I don't know. There's just so many unknowns and what can we actually do or not? Like cross country is probably the only thing yeah. that
2: can happen. And Allensburg school district just, uh, I think they're having to make a decision, but it sounds like they're going to go all virtual at least for the first semester, and uh, you know, which I'm not sure how it works out with not being in school and being able to participate. But uh, I know it's going to be a struggle for those uh, that do go back. We were supposed to be at a hybrid uh, two days a week, uh, but even then, it seemed like it would be a little bit of a struggle to try to make uh, athletics happen.
0: Yeah, there's there's just so many guidelines to follow, and and you have to you know, worry about transportation I talked to an ad in Southwest Washington like the day that the uh, the four season plan was unfailed and and uh, they they said like in order for us to even hold sports if we were in, in a phase three in the fall um, you know we wouldn't be able to carry kids around in buses and in order to, to hold a meet without uh, transportation for kids we'd have to change district policy which is Doable, but it's something that I would imagine it, in uh, it falls kind of lower on the on the priority list of these of these school districts that are figuring out how how kids are going to come back and learn.
2: You know, we're here. We have Central Washington here in Ellensburg, and you know, a lot of the uh, you know you go off. You see the professional sports, and you see how they do it. They have a bubble. You see Major League Baseball doesn't, and they're having issues with the spread of COVID. And then you know, at the high school level, I just I figure it's got to be a nightmare to try to figure out how to do that with the budgets that they're all working with. And, you know, kind of like you said, taking buses and social distancing where it took you one bus, it could take you three buses to get somewhere now. Is that some of the issues that uh, that were in consideration with the WIAA and and things go moving into fall, just the logistics of trying to make an event happen um, is going to cost a little bit more money on everybody's side.
0: Yeah. Certainly. I mean, this is not a a great time from a, from a financial standpoint to be a high school. I know that the WIA itself is uh, is looking at the potential of not uh, having, holding championship events. I mean, you're, you know, the baseball season was the the championship events in the spring. That's, that's a a source of revenue for, for a state association that uh, has continued to see kind of a decline in that in recent years. And so, Uh, absolutely all of that was taken into consideration Um, and one thing that's nice is that schools have the opportunity or they have kind of a guideline Um, the NFHS uh, the federation that oversees high school uh, state associations across the country put out like a return to play guidance that each state kind of parroted and made uh, minor adjustments to that is specific to, to each state and it basically tells schools like how exactly each sport is going to come back and so in a sport like football it's you know practice is going to be in taken done in like 10 person 10 player pods and you know every water break there's sanitized sanitizing stations and uh, there's something along those lines for each sport Um, and so you know you mentioned the at Central Washington at the college level to try to figure out how, uh, you know, how they're going to, what they're going to do, how they're going to ensure safety if there's an availability of, of tests. And that's just not, that's not feasible at the high school level. We see, see, you know, high major division one colleges paying millions of dollars for tests. And that's, that's not doable at the high school level. So, you know, the, the question that they're trying to answer is, you know, what, what are kind of cost effective methods? to um, kind of put uh, basic, uh, I think, safeguards on on player health. And there's, there's temperature checks um, and kind of different things like that. Uh, You know, face masks, shields, those types of things. Everything I think is on the table at this point.
1: So what, what are some of the reviews? I know you already talked, said you uh, talked to an athletic director about everything, but have you talked to any coaches throughout the state that have gotten their opinions on anything and, and just what they're what they're saying about the overall opinion of this whole thing
0: yeah I think a lot of coaches just want to play mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, you know, obviously they want to come back and as I'm sure Eric you can uh, relate to it's come back in a manner that's that's safe that doesn't jeopardize uh, player health but at the same time uh, you know what what types of like how at the end of the day, how can we get kids uh, the opportunity to um, get out there and play? Um, you know, does it, does it mean sacrificing a, a traditional state championship like the football season may have to do and go to kind of you know, league only seasons with sort of a full game type setup? Um, does it mean uh, you know, basketball, I, I, I'm not even sure what the basketball season's going to look like. Um, you know, that's something that's supposed to start in, in late December. Um, you know, we know, you know, based off of the kind of the evolving understanding of how the virus spreads, um, that it transmits indoors in, in buildings that aren't well ventilated and air isn't circulated well. Um, so, but at, at the end of the day, what kinds of opportunities can – uh, be provided to kids to get them out. I, a lot of coaches have cited this study that came out that you guys might have seen at the university of Wisconsin. And it, uh, I'm going to completely butcher it. I don't have it in front of me right now, but it uh, essentially looked at a bunch of high school students and uh, who missed out on, on a spring season and uh, took a look at their mental health and it really suffered. I mean, without that outlet, that's, that's a really big deal for, for high school students uh, to be sidelined for this long isn't, isn't natural.
2: Well, it was it was hard for me. I just yeah. I'm an assistant coach on my son's AU team and my daughter's soccer team, and not being able to be involved in that. I mean, at 37 years old. I I've been in a depression for so. I can only imagine, uh-huh. you know, these kids that have a way more energy than I do and are used to getting out. Just uh, you know, the video games are fun for only so long. Then you right. then you kind of get an itch to go do something.
1: Well, and the kids, this is a mental break from the struggles that they might have in life. And this is a two or three hours that they can make their make things be my peace or have peace of mind.
0: Yeah, and that's you know that's something that I I know the folks at the uh, WI took a look at right when this outbreak first started uh, back in you know March right after the state basketball tournament was. This is going to put students, uh, you know, certain students in and families in a really hard position. And so when, uh, you know, whether it's a layoff of a parent getting laid off from their job or, or whatnot, or I, I don't even know. I mean, my, like my mom's a teacher, uh, elementary school teacher. I don't know. Like she's, she's looking at how, um, you know, students are having to now, um, students who are, who are starting, you know, in an online only model what if you have parents, uh, who both work like and have to be away and, and are, you know, um, what's the, what's the word, uh, essential workers. Like how, how do you even, how do you even deal with that with like a, you know, a young kid or, you know, in, even in high school. Um, so yeah, but Eric, have, have you talked much with, uh, the players in, in your baseball program and just how, They're weathering this throughout, you know, a summer where you you guys would typically, uh, you know, be playing. You
1: know, the few that I have talked to, and I've talked to, actually I've talked to quite a few of them, you know, it's, it's the couple of the guys were lucky we're in a a farming community because they've gotten jobs and they're so busy farming that it's kind of helped them take their mind off of it. But uh, I know it's been a day, a weekly conversation with a few of the guys like, Hey coach, when can we start? What can we get, when can we get going? And uh, when the you know when I get to see the guys face to face it's 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 heartbreaking to see their reactions and every time when I keep telling them either i don't know or hey we're not doing anything this summer um I, I know it's just a it's uncharted territories, and the kids are just don't know how to handle it and i just it's a lot of shoulder shrugging and going i i just don't know and and on both sides of the conversation
0: yeah and for for the high level players who who are uh, could potentially get their college paid for uh, playing sports, Uh, you know, depending on how old you are, this is a a crucial time in the recruiting process that so many kids are missing out on too. And I know that I just did a story that came out this week, talking to a bunch of club basketball coaches around the state and some of the state's most prominent visible uh, AAU teams, like how, how they're weathering that like there's a lot of pressure from parents of like, Hey, we should be going out of state and, and playing and getting in gyms, even though coaches, uh, you know, at least at the division one level, I like, can't uh, it's, there's a recruiting dead period. So there's, there's just so many, there's so many fallouts of this. There's so many threads uh, that it, that it impacts. And I just, sometimes you can't help but throw your hands up and just feel, feel really bad.
2: Yeah, that was that's one of the toughest things for me uh, being a part of college athletics for a while and I have a nephew who's going to be a senior uh, at Shorewood playing football and he you know he was asking me you know he doesn't have the camps to go to to go see the you know and he he wasn't heavily recruited he got a, a you know a little bit of love from some D3s but you know this would be the year where some of those D3 guys get the D2 offer some of the guys that were getting D2 offers are going to get one double A... D1 offers and you know there's a lot of kids not just the the D1 kids who have already been noticed but kids that this would have been their year to be noticed to maybe get a tuition waiver maybe get housing paid for or even just books or an education of some sort that uh, you know they're going to miss out on and that, that's that to me um, as much as you know kids missing their senior years but the, the chance to uh, further their education uh, for a discount.
1: Well I had a couple seniors Andy that if they would have, you know, not everybody's a early bloomer in life, and they started to come around their junior year and if their senior year would have been good. They were, they would have got a shot at a community college somewhere. Now it's, it's a big what if question, and and trying to find them a place to play in the summer wasn't possible. Around here, out here. And, and and then I also worry about the kid that we have going to play college baseball next year that that they have canceled their fall ball. And I guess we, we we better be hopeful. There's even a spring ball right at this point in time, but you know the kids that are going to college that may have had maybe a walk on scholarship or walk on possible tuition. And and they're going to need the fall to make that team. Well, what's going to happen to them now? They're going to jump right into the season
0: and not even have a chance yeah. to earn earned a spot. Right. Eric, what, what's your sense of how baseball might return? I, I kind of get the sense that it's one of the sports that might have the easiest time coming back mm-hmm. just with the, the, you know, limited contact of, Some clubs have been playing, uh, you know, and I think Centralia, there's been some some club ball going on. Uh, But, you know, nationally, uh, some of the top recruits in the state have been playing uh, around the country with these big programs like the Canes. And and, uh, just it seems like baseball with with the limited contact uh, compared to a sport like football or, or basketball might have an easier time doing that, especially since it's outdoors.
1: Well, and I think it's a hundred percent, and it's the guy that's leading the situation. Because I know a guy that's a close friend of mine that ran some summer stuff at a college that he coaches at, and he had a protocol. He stuck to it. You had certain baseballs for one team; the other team had a different bo- or box of baseballs. You know, it, there's a way to to stagger your game so that people aren't crossing paths leaving and entering dugouts, so that you can have multiple games played. I, th- I think it's a. I think you're a hundred percent correct that baseball is going to be the easiest as a team sport, because there is the space and you see how watching the pro games and how, you know, the, the non-starting pitchers are sitting above the dugout waving the terrible towels for the Mariners right now. And so uh, I think we have space, we have the opportunity for it. And I think the right leadership that uh, it's hands down, it can easily happen with, with, you know, the parameters that are going to be set.
2: Now I'm, I may be wrong, but the way, the way I view it is, is it's going to be tough for anything yeah. to get going. Uh, just because uh, you can spread them out as you want, but you don't, you don't know what people have when they're, when they're walking in the door, when they're walking out on the field. And, uh, you know, we see the Marlins and, and then the right. Cardinals, the team they played, and people, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. And until you can control, you know, and have an idea of, of who's safe, you know, what people I – think, I think that's going to be uh, the that, – that'll be the – until we can get over that hump – um I have a hard time seeing you know many sports even even doing anything
1: what and I I can't speak for all baseball coaches, but I know my hopefulness of this actually working is the is the early rumors of there's supposed to be a vaccine come January, whether that happens right. or not, I think it's the hope of the back vaccine will be here, and if it works, yeah we'll have no problem playing baseball but i think I think a lot of people are living there. Is the season going to happen? Well, at least I am. I think if our season is going to happen in high school is if there is a, some sort of a thing that could cure this and guarantee.
0: Yeah, no, you're, that, it is, it's, it's the big if. We it <laughs> know, like it's going to come at some point. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. right? And then, and yeah. then the if, like, let's say January comes along. I mean, uh, you know, how many people are going to be able to get the vaccine, you know? And, and so I wish, I hope, um, that things go fast, but just from what I've seen and what I have to go off of, even if a vaccine comes in January, I'm in under the impression that this year is going to be. I didn't want to say the word that I was going to say, so it's going to be a cluster. I'll just leave it at that. Um, of people trying to do stuff, um, and and we talked earlier about the liability. You know, like that's the as a as a being a part of. You know, even the if the, the WIAA and things like that, you're held. You know. You make decisions that allow people to do stuff. Are you now how liable, you know, if something goes bad? And so nobody wants to be in that position, especially with kids, because um, it's just tough. You got a lot of people down your throat, and uh, nobody wants to make a wrong decision.
0: No, and one of the one of the interesting things that that I'll be paying really close attention to are the neighboring states that are going to kind of be guinea pigs this fall for you know how sports can exist in you a COVID era uh, you know states like Idaho that are planning on starting their seasons uh, you know if not on time and slightly delayed this fall Montana is uh, their high school state association is I mean there's football being played uh, you know there's training camp happening in Montana I just talked to we just did a podcast with uh, Camden Sermon the Wenatchee quarterback who went moved to Missoula to try to go get from that D2 bubble to, to be a big sky quarterback. And he, uh, he kind of shed light on, on what practice is like. And uh, it's the the pod things do really work. I mean, it sounds like, uh, you know, you'll have kind of position groups in in football and everybody will be, uh, you know, in kind of groups of 10 and you're really, the groups don't really have any contact. So say one kid comes down with it, then the Department of Health comes in and says, okay, we, we're going to contact Trace. Who all has been in contact with these, with this, you know, say this player who tested positive? Oh, well, it's only these nine guys instead of, oh, it's it's all of varsity and JV. Like you can't, you know, quarantining all of varsity and JV is very different than saying, okay, these, these 10 guys need to do kind of a self-quarantine. So like, how is that, going to work uh, this fall it's like these other states are just kind of marching forward with sports it'll be really fascinating to see um, you know how it works
1: it's going to be just one of those things I feel like I'm going to have to get my popcorn out and just kind of sit back and watch and see how it works
0: yeah and you just kind of hope you, I mean because it's these are these are kids like you hope that that everything's okay and, and I know that there's so many families and so many high school athletes that just want to play. And I would imagine if if you're an athlete in Washington and you're looking over and you have a cousin or a friend in Idaho who's playing, that's like, that's going to be really frustrating. And so, (laughs) but you know, at the same time, it's like, how do you, I would have as a high schooler, I would have a really hard time having it be driven home that this, like the importance of, of these rules and regulations and and shutting stuff down you know when i'm thinking okay you know i'm a 15 16 year old i'm invincible (laughs) you know oh yeah so i i I would imagine there's the psyche of a high schooler right now um it's it's not not made for something like this
1: no and you know that the they're having problems with it in the professional athletes of some of the guys and the rumors of what might have happened with the marlins and but those guys have millions of dollars keeping them in a hotel room. Our kids yeah. don't have that. I mean, I it, it, right. who who knows where they're going after they leave our practice or bubble. That and what I is.
2: think that's that is the biggest struggle is even if you have pods and you know like like we said the one guy of the 10 of the 10 and all nine but in football you lose a position group and you got a game that week. <laughs> you're kind of right. you're kind of out of luck and uh but but like you said you don't know what Philip and John do when they go home and where their family goes. And uh, that, that's, the, that's the issue that, that baseball's facing and, and, you know, why they were trying to get pushed to a bubble and why they're trying to push football to a bubble. And, I mean, you see even basketball goes to bubble and there's guys showing up at right. places on Instagram where, <laughs> where they weren't supposed to be. And uh, you just don't have any control. You can control what you want at practice, but you can't control what happens when they leave. And uh, I, pr- I, fingers crossed that Idaho can have a season because it would be nice to have a percentage of our student-athletes uh, across the nation being able to finish out their, their year.
0: What great PR for Magic City, the Gentleman's Club in Atlanta, <laughs> that, that NBA player, like, snuck out to go allegedly get chicken wings at. Like, what fantastic PR. That, <laughs> their chicken wings are so good <laughs> that yes. the player – jeopardizes his season that he's getting a a large revenue share for (laughs) to get his hands on some wings
1: Line's got to be out the door the next day oh
2: yeah i think what was it on on espn they said he wasn't getting wings he was there for the legs and the thighs that's That's what it was was.
1: (laughs) well i got one one more warm hole i want to dive down with you before we let you go but and what we were just talking about and have, have you heard any more rumors or I could totally see there was talks of like, okay, well, if uh, Kittitas County is open and we're having high school sports, but the Yakima County is still shut down because their cases were so much higher. Uh, everybody's like, well, we're coming to Kittitas. I mean, are you are you hearing anything about kids saying, hey, I am going to transfer out, I am going to go to the place that's that's, that's playing? Um, have you heard any, any any talks about that?
0: Yeah, you know, there's there's definitely I, I've I've heard of a few cases. You um, know, well, some kids it's obviously a pretty precarious topic uh, that I think there's a pretty big spotlight on a lot of people are talking about but uh, the ones that I've heard are more of the uh, recruits that are trying to take that next jump uh, and and get in get on the the radar of of college coaches that have kind of put in that work uh, and haven't had the opportunity to see it uh, pay off Uh, Camden Sermon is like the best example because he's he doesn't have a big sky offer yet. He's really gunning for one. And he had big sky coaches tell him, like, we need to see your fall film. <laughs> and that's, right. that puts him in a really hard position. But one of the things that is – I mean, he obviously moved two states over. I don't think we're going to see a ton of that. Mm-hmm. But that's, that takes a pretty big buy-in from your family. <laughs> that's, you're, you're having to – you know, Montana made it a rule that, like, the whole family has to move in if, if this is going to happen. So like his parents like actually had to move over there and, oh, wow. and he says that they'll, you know, they'll keep their jobs. And, but like, say your, say your parents work for like, like, or, you know, teach or work work for a school district. Like that's not, that's not necessarily the easiest thing to do um, is, you know, uproot, uproot your family. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I think the WI kind of left the door open. Like if a player, players obviously under their rules can't move you know explicitly for athletic purposes and there's this whole hardship process with eligibility that's allowed you know so many players to transfer and and uh you know kind of sidestep uh the rule book a little bit but you can't cite the WI says you can't cite you know just COVID as a uh as a hardship. And I don't mean getting COVID, but the existence of the virus, because it's, everybody's going, everybody's dealing with the the existence of the virus. So I, I don't know, to answer your question, like I, I, I have, I've heard of a very few select cases and, and it has to do with uh, guys trying to get noticed uh, for college, which, you know, I, it's, it's a huge risk to move States over and, and especially, you know, be being playing sports that, Potentially put yourself at risk um, if if there were to be an outbreak, but at the same time, like a scholarship, a college scholarship, like that's 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 a huge difference maker for for a family. I think anybody can can uh, appreciate that.
1: Well, uh, I'm not gonna lie. If I was, my wife said, "Hey, let's uh, move to Montana." I'd be like, "I'm I'm in. Let's go," and I I won't be coming back.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I growing. I grew up in Seattle, and there were kids that would switch schools all the time. I mean, I remember Tony Roten and guys that, you know, couldn't play because they were being investigated. And um, so i see like, kind of like Andy saying there, there might be a few that families can, that can do it because you're not talking about living in Kent and going to school in Seattle. You're talking about uprooting your entire house and moving states away. And that's, that's a little bit more difficult, but I definitely could see, um, you know, kids in Yakima trying to get into the schools if, if things happened and things like that.
0: How? What are the phases like? I mean, are the, are the neighboring counties all pretty much in the same position out where you guys are?
2: So we're phase three. Uh, 30 miles south of us is Yakima that has the worst rates in the state. Um, I think there are something like 300 people per 10,000 or numbers I saw over 300 per 10,000 um, have COVID or they test positive for. Us. So it's pretty bad. But everywhere I think around us, except for – south towards Yakima is pretty good.
0: Yeah, that'll be, I mean, yeah, that'll be something to watch out for. is like, do you have a cousin or do you live in Yakima and have a cousin out in, in Ellensburg? Or, do
1: you test, um, I
0: I don't know. I think, I think a lot of that we'll just have to see as, as the, uh, you know, whole transfer culture uh, is in, in a, in a normal non-COVID year. I think like if, if play starts, we'll just have to see who's on the roster.
2: Yeah. I, I think if, if, schools do start, I think you might, at least you'll see a lot of people trying I don't, as you said, challenging for a hardship or proving you live somewhere is, is actually really difficult to do. And, uh, but I, I do think that, uh, you know, if you get neighboring counties that are allowing athletics, you're going to get at least some people questioning and trying to get in. Yeah,
0: no question.
1: Well, Andy, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Let, how, how, if our listeners haven't seen Scorebook yet, how do they find you? Where do they look? I see you guys have an app now, so you're, you're officially the big time, right? You have an app. That's
0: <laughs> the big time. We've made it. That's right. <laughs> uh, we're we're uh, You can find our your home for statewide high sports coverage at scorebooklive.com slash Washington. Uh, and then the app is in the app store at, at, with the same model scorebook live washington you'll find it and we're going to continue uh we've you know got a staff full of reporters we're going to continue to tell stories of uh, the way that this virus is impacting high school sports um uh, we're in it for the long haul so uh hope to continue to do that and i'm i'm on twitter at andy bueller uh like ferris but with an h mm-hmm. uh so you can find me there as well as uh, our scorebook live accounts across all platforms
1: it's, it's a fall you won't regret fans so uh
0: well, <laughs> we, i appreciate that thanks for having me on guys you bet thank it's you fun. so
1: much and, and appreciate what you're doing for high
0: school sports you, if it's you need me
2: helping in ellensburg down the road let us know we're willing to lend a hand wherever we can
0: absolutely well i i appreciate you that i think the most immediate concern with with help is my my colleague todd millis and i are going and playing 36 at sun katie on monday i'm going to need help in those bunkers <laughs> uh, nice. Our
1: our co-host is not here, Luke Olson. He wrote a real nice article about that. We'll send it over to
0: you. Oh, right on. I was I was just reading that before uh, before I joined. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, just keep it out of the wind. and You'll be just fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There we go.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you again, Andy. And we'll be right back to wrap this thing up. <laughs> All right, we're back to wrap this thing up. Uh, thanks again to Andy Bueller from Scorebook Live and Sammy. Uh, I think it's there's still a lot of questions to be said on what's going to actually happen. But what a great interview and, and the guy that's that's really passionate about his job and and it's full of lots of information.
2: Yeah, I'm jealous. Like I wish you know that Scorebook Live. You know, it'd be fun to be a part of something yeah. that you know Washington was kind of the first place to have it and you know, that was always one of my knocks with the WIAA was that like, man, I can't find scores for saving my life. And being in Ellensburg, I used to get the Seattle Times and it'd be like, well, if the game went late because we're in Ellensburg, we don't even get the score in the paper. And so it was, uh it's nice to have something to go like, oh, what was the score of the Kinnitas game? And, you know, scorebook live is going to have a connection somewhere to find something for you. And so uh, it's, it's really cool that the state of Washington was able to participate in that and andy sounds like he was you know one of the the first guys to really get on here at the yeah. state of washington and they've been doing great things
1: absolutely well uh, andy i hope you know you're going to be a returner on the podcast <laughs> whether you like it or not absolutely we'll just call you up and start recording so uh but no i uh, super excited that we're, we're have that connection with you man and thank you for coming on taking your time and and uh you know i, I just i can't wait for sports to be back everybody to be healthy this whole thing to be over with and back to normal life. So we can share a hug on the 50 yard line with whoever the heck we want.
2: That's right. And it sounded like for Mandy that I think that's where everybody wants. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's working is trying to find any angle they can to make it happen. And, uh, you know, there's just narrow windows uh, that have a lot of red tape that you have to go through and uh, for good reason. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's, you know, for me, it seems inevitable that, you know, a lot of this is going to get canceled Um, but the WI is holding out hope. And I think that that's a good thing. We saw the NCAA division II cancel all championship seasons. Um, kind of, you know, those, those kids, mostly when you get to the NCAA level, conference championships are great, right? But everybody wants to go get that national championship. And so to know that the D two athletes, if they have a season, you know, or playing for who, you know, what pride just want to get out there, do it for your school pride, uh, you know, the state of Washington is uh, going to it's gonna be a tough go this year to get it going. But I love that the WIA is holding out hope, sure. you know. And I'm sure there's people that are like, I wish you'd just cancel it now. But um, if there is a chance come January that we could get some people on the field or on the court or in the pool right. to do something, um, I think it's great that they're holding on to that and not just deciding um, to not do it. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm with you, man. I... I've- I don't like the canceling just everything right away. Let's give us a, give it a chance. Right, Take a deep breath here. <laughs> and uh, right. uh, I'm with you. And I just can't wait for the day. And I I just am so excited for the day that we can have we've talked about a community picnic at the Kittitas Coyote baseball games. Right. And to have the entire town of Kittitas and, and whoever and if Ellensburg's not home, come on out, Ellensburg fans, and just bring a sack lunch. Let's all just hang out and picnic and watch baseball. And I am gonna advertise the heck out of that game just for the fact that I can't wait to have that human interaction everybody back together enjoying the same thing whether we're playing for a state title or not I just I think I think everybody just needs that
2: 100% and yeah. I say we get Kittitas in Ellensburg if springtime comes and they don't have a season we just get a seven game series going. We have a, and we have a county champ. Yeah, who, may bring Clint, who I don't you know, care. Even go. if we mix the teams around, let's do it.
1: That's right. I think there's a challenge here. <laughs> That's right. I know you're listening, Todd. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> can't wait for that text message. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as we wrap this thing up, don't forget about our sponsor, Fitters Furniture. Get down there, check them out. Corner of Fourth and Main. Uh, quality stuff. Quality furniture. Quality people that want to take care of you. And Sammy, thank you again. It's a pleasure. If you're on the golf course and you're hearing four, it's because Luke hit the ball. <laughs> and he's probably out there doing that instead of being here with us. But we appreciate Luke. John, can't wait to see you back, buddy. Miss you. Take care of one another. Everybody stay healthy. We'll be back to sports so here real soon. So small. If you circle the square, you've seen it all. There's no quick fix for a broken heart. When everybody knows who you are But I can help you start Just give me a call If you wanna ride away